The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. Ken and Cheryl here with Tom Anastasi, and he is a business consultant with a very interesting background we'll learn about uh, here in a moment. And we're going to be talking uh, on, about entrepreneurship. Uh, given the tough job market, many people are considering uh, their own businesses as an alternative. And today's guest is a small business consultant and also a professor of leadership. His new book, The Successful Entrepreneur, American Dream Done Right, is a practical manual on how to start and sustain your own company. But before we begin, I just want to remind you of our seven free videos for you, our listeners, that will help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Uh, now, to introduce our guest for today, Dr. Tom Anastasi is a best-selling author whose four books have been sold around the world. He has taught at Boston University School of Management for 17 years and is also an adjunct instructor at Harvard University School of Public Health. Uh, he's teaching leadership there. And Tom has been a small business development consultant and as a small business owner, and he'll tell us a little bit about that. Today, he has degrees from Harvard University in management and psychology and is a Ph.D. for Boston University. He has appeared on over 100 radio and television uh, shows and has lectured at many corporations around the country. Welcome, Tom. Well, uh, good morning. Well, we were just chatting earlier about the very eclectic background you have. Can you share a little bit about your small business experience, uh, both as an owner as well as a consultant? Sure. Um, as a consultant, I worked for the Small Business Development Corporation, <clears throat> and my main job was to help people get started. But when I, people would come in all the time with their business ideas, and I made sure when they first came in, to try and scare them to death. <laughs> because how many times did I see people saying, okay, well, we're going to mortgage our house, we're going to risk everything on this idea, and literally have everything set to go before doing any type of planning whatsoever. And so I would ask a few simple questions, and at the end they usually looked like they were just in a prize fight because they just didn't quite understand the reality and I, I never felt bad about destroying their dreams because I saved their house. Yeah. But if I didn't scare people and they came back a second time, that's when we rolled up our sleeves and got going, and, and I really showed them how to plan and make their business a success because you want to own the business. You don't want the business to own you. 
So when you talk about the American dream done right, you're you're really talking about being realistic about that dream to see whether uh, it's um, something that can become a reality. Correct. I, I remember talking to people from the Boston Computer Society many years ago. This would be in the early 80s. Um, this guy no one had ever heard of uh, came to them and talked about a new idea. It was called DOS. And the person was Bill Gates. Wow. And he thought that this was going to be big. And, and Bill was right, and Bill's done fairly well. <laughs> but Bill's really the exception. I mean, most people, when they start a business, if they plan correctly, can have a wonderful life and live very comfortably with minimal risk, but you're not going to be Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, but you're going to have a great quality of life. And that's what people need to keep in mind, that what we want to do is we want to minimize risk. So my approach, the successful entrepreneur approach, really appeals to conservative entrepreneurs. Now, a lot of people think that conservative entrepreneur is an oxymoron. You just don't have that. But there are a lot of people out there who want to start their own business and are just unwilling to risk everything. And I show people how they can do that, and that's going to make sure that you have a nice quality of life as well as, um, as have a successful business. Hi, right, Tom. Ken Dawson here. Uh, great to have you with us. Oh, thank you very much. Great to be here. Listen, uh, we have, as you probably know, been in this business for many, many years, and I'm always interested in um, talking heads, watching shows relative to what's business, what is happening in business. And there have been some pretty dramatic um, uh, moves in many respects, but just a couple points that you could touch on. One, uh, today's economy as it relates to entrepreneurship. And then secondly, uh, you mentioned uh, Microsoft and Bill Gates. Uh, but look at what's happening to Microsoft as opposed to Google or some of the other companies. Uh, they're taking a major, major hit. Uh, look at Apple and the uh, dramatic uh, movements they've made. Just some of your thoughts on that for our listeners, please. Sure. Uh, this is a great time to start a business. And the reason is, is that there are a lot of people who are unemployed who think, let's do it. We've always wanted to have something. But the advantage to today is that they can spend the time. Many times before, people would start a business and not spend the 30 or 40 hours necessary to really plan. They would just start it. If they're unemployed, they can take the time to do it right. Again, I'm not talking about hundreds or thousands of hours. We're talking about maybe 30, 40, 50 hours to really plan. And that is why uh, it can be a very good time. It's not a great time to start a business that requires a lot of capitalization. That's not the way to do it. But you can start a lot of businesses and have a wonderful time and be financially successful without having to risk it all. Well, um, Apple was very savvy because I think they realized that eventually everyone's going to have a computer, and having more and more powerful computers isn't really going to do it for many people because most people still just do email and spreadsheets and maybe word processing documents to type papers for school. And the computers we have have more than enough power. So what 
Apple is saying is let's get away from the PC market and then let's develop the other things like the iPhones and the iPads and the iPods because that's really what people want. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be some market for computers, but computers themselves are a pretty slow growth market. And because of that, that's hurting Microsoft because that's not nearly as many copies of Windows that are bought. When you look at the international market, though, uh, Tom, uh, don't you see a lot of growth for the computers internationally? There are. Um, I talked to somebody who specializes in this, and the computers that are going international is the used computer market. So the computers that we were using just a few years ago with Microsoft XP, those are the ones that are really selling because they're fine for people and they're very inexpensive. Um, some of your higher-end computers are, are still doing okay, but it's the, it's the lower-end computers that Americans really aren't interested in that have the real growth potential. Well, that's really interesting. Well, getting back to our topic uh, of the entrepreneurship, now you yourself have been a small businessman and are. So share with us how you've been able to juggle that with your um, uh, academic uh, career as well. Well, one of the things I didn't want to be as a professor is the person that only has knowledge from things that they read about. And so I make sure that with my business, it's a real business, so I have real employees and a real payroll to meet and real customers. And so that makes me a better professor. My wife and I have owned a couple of businesses. One is a small theater company, and then another was a miniature golf course. And we learned a lot um, in the miniature golf course because it's up here in New Hampshire, and we have a very short business cycle because miniature golf goes from May until about September. So you've got to make an entire year's income in just a few years. And i got to tell you that when we owned the golf course, if it rained on a weekend in July, we just sat there and, oh, my gosh, it was horrible because uh, the rain was costing us $250, $300 an hour in, in lost revenue. We became Weather Channel junkies. And, um, but that, again, it made me a better professor. So those type of experiences, I think, really work. And when I talk to small business owners, I really understand the things that they go through on a real-world basis. And then you also have another business that you want to share a little bit about that? I, well, I was a marriage counselor for several years. Wow. Um, and that really helps me as an entrepreneurial consultant because, a lot of businesses are started by married couples, and um, it's just a whole different dynamic that you have to go through, and a lot of the conflict resolution and negotiation skills that you would use in a marriage, you have to use in the business. And I always tell people, the worst thing you can do is, if you're married, is have an in-home business, because you're never away from the business. You always have it there. And so first thing is get an office outside the home, and when you're working, you're working, and when you come home, don't bring your work home with you. That's just not a good idea. Well, that's very good advice. And in our transition services, we recommend that clients consider entrepreneurship as an alternative. And in Job Search a Total System, we actually have a chapter, uh, Chapter 2, that's devoted to many of the considerations 
about small business and uh, whether you have that fit that you talk about in the beginning of your book, Tom. Why is it important to first consider if you have the characteristics of a successful entrepreneur before launching a business? Well, um, I really like the way you you set things out um, in your book. I think it's very, very uh, practical. And one of the things is is that when you own a business, you're going to have to have a certain amount of risk. If you work for a giant corporation and you don't have to worry if your business is going to go out of business, and you get things like vacation days, sick days, um, lots of times that's where you get your health insurance from. And so it becomes very comfortable. And so you have to be comfortable with risk. You also have to be comfortable with the fact that it's going to take a little bit of time to get any business up and going unless you're starting running, for instance, if you worked for a company and have an existing customer base, then it's a little bit less risky. And then finally, you're going to make a different amount of money every month. Now, salespeople are very accustomed to this, but a lot of people who have had a salary all their life kind of freak out a little because their um, take is either going to be really high or really low. Most businesses tend to be seasonable, uh, seasonal, seasonal to one extent or the other. And well, Tom, we're going to need to take a little break here, but when we get back, uh, we're going to go into more of the recommendation that has, Tom has for a successful small business. So be sure to stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. 
you'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Dr. Tom Anastasi, and he is talking about his new book, The Successful Entrepreneur, American Dream Done Right. And uh, we've got a great backdrop here, uh, Tom, with some of the considerations that someone should think through before they launch a business. And just as in Job Search, a total system, we've approached uh, uh, career transition and job transition as a step-by-step process. You have done a similar thing with your book for entrepreneurship. So why is it so important to study the steps before making that break? Because you really want to know what you're getting yourself into. And most people, what they'll do is they'll take out massive amounts of loans, usually from a home equity loan or, or getting huge amounts of cash advances on credit cards, and plan for about a year and a half and figure, okay, we'll just get through the first year and a half, we'll spend down our money, and hopefully the business will be self-sustaining at that point and lots of times it's not. You know, maybe the business takes two years or three years or four years or five years. There's ways of finding this out because the last thing you would want is to have a business on the verge of success and have to shut down and become an employee because you ran out of money. And there's ways of knowing that beforehand. So you really need to plan for the long term, which is what most people don't do and they really need to do. Tom, one of the areas that uh, many people that we talk to today are interested in is international. Um, They're discovering, for instance, uh, college graduates. We not only see in the United States uh, literally millions of college graduates that are either unemployed or underemployed, having a very difficult time getting a job, but we're finding it internationally. Uh, We're looking at China, India, many of the other countries, and exploring how we can help them as well. Um, Share with our listeners your thoughts on that, please. If you're young and want to travel, um, this is a great opportunity to have a a wonderful experience. I know students who take Chinese, and or we have um, people who speak Chinese because they learned it in their home, and the, the world is their oyster at this point. So I would definitely agree. Now, not everybody is able to do that or wants to sit there and pick up and, and move. But as an employee, that can be a great growth opportunity and a wonderful life experience. Um, as far as selling, there are lots of businesses um, that have Chinese companies as one of their biggest uh, customers. And uh, they can make very, very good customers. Um, it's just a different lifestyle. 
And uh, because, for instance, you're going to have to plan to be up at maybe 10 o'clock till midnight so you can make calls to China. I know a lot of people who do business in China, that, that's it. That's their life. Um, and they love it, and, and they think it's, it's good. But you really have to be very aggressive about finding opportunities because I would agree with you 100% that right now things are getting a little bit better. But last year, um, high school students had a difficult time finding jobs, and so did some college students because recent college graduates would be taking the types of summer jobs that normally high school and college students have, even though they have degrees. And so that the job market can be pretty tight. So um, the other part of that, which um, I'm doing a lot of research on, has to do with um, because countries like China and India are having such a tremendous problem with college graduates, they're not able to find jobs. For instance, in 2010, there were 6 million college graduates in China who literally had no jobs. And the Chinese government, as an example, is budgeting $6 billion, that's billion with a B, $6 billion to bring in outside companies, corporations, and find or create jobs for these college graduates. And India and many other companies are doing exactly the same thing. This is a fantastic uh, opportunity for many, many people. It is, and um, international is always one of the the biggest growth areas, um, and, and I would agree that if you don't have that expertise, you can find it or take a class, um, and there's lots of ways you can um, expand your job search just beyond um, either your local area or even even the United States. Well, during break, uh, we were talking a little bit, Tom, about uh, how many people now are doing multiple businesses or they've got a full-time job and then they have a business on the side. And I think the Internet has helped um, make it viable for people to have a side businesses. What are your recommendations around that, and how has the Internet helped people to kind of level the playing field for small business success? That can be a terrific way to start a business if your schedule and your employer are amenable. And the reason is is that you start off slow. If, for instance, if you're doing consulting, you get some clients, but you still have that paycheck, you still have benefits, and then you can grow that business to the point where it can be self-sustaining and so you can leave your job but not in a huff. You can leave it um, with your employer um, very supportive of you. So that can be a great way to get going. Uh, One of the things that we find is that there's a very natural progression, is that in times of high unemployment, where we are right now, the first thing companies will do is work their employees to the bone. And they'll do that until they can't do it anymore because of attrition and training costs and things like that. Then the next thing they'll do is they'll hire temporary workers. And this is where somebody can get an entree into a company fairly easily. That's the stage we're in right now. The next stage will be to take those temporary workers and offer them full-time positions. And hopefully that will happen pretty quickly. But starting off slowly can be a great way to start a business 
because a lot of the risk gets taken away. So if it takes two years rather than a year, it doesn't matter because all of your other expenses are met. One of the things that people often forget, and I talk about this in, in a successful entrepreneur, is that they plan for the business, but they forget about their personal expenses. And so if the business is making $1,000 a month, that's great. But if you've got rent or mortgage, car payments, oh, I don't know, food, um, you're not going to have money to pay those with the money from the business. So you've got to borrow. And so the business can be doing very well, but people's personal credit cards can be skyrocketing because they have to buy food and gasoline and things like that. So be sure you budget for your own salary. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, everyone's uh, making money but you. Yeah. The statistics on business failure are probably uh, 80%, uh, or at least I don't know if that's the exact number now. Maybe you have some current information on that. But when you go through your counseling process of eliminating those who really shouldn't be starting at all, and then when people follow the recommendations you have in the successful entrepreneur, how dramatically can you change that uh, failure rate? Very dramatically. Um, And the way we do it is is pretty simple. Uh, What you do, and I've got examples of this in, in the book, is you go to businesses similar to your own and you ask people, what can I expect? Uh, my first year for revenues? What can I expect my first year for expenses? How much money should I have on hand? How much advertising um, should I be doing every month? And I've got a whole list uh, of questions for uh, people to ask. Now, if you ask people, could you tell me what your net income is? Can you tell me what your uh, revenue is? I mean, they're going to freak out because that's a very um, invasive question. But if you ask people, well, what can I expect, you're probably going to get pretty close to what they did or what they're doing now. If you do it three or four times, you're going to sit there and say, huh, um, there's something there. I thought I could make a fortune, and it looks like I can't. Now, for instance, let me give you an example, is that um, copy shop owners. And so people sit there and say, oh, I, I want to start a copy shop. And people don't realize there's a lot of overhead expenses. There's a lot of quotes that you have to do that never come through. There's a lot of time. And they're going to tell you, well, after two or three years, um, you could probably make sixty or $70,000. And people say, whoa, um, I'm making more than that as an employee. That's not a business I want to do. Or they can sit there and say, that's awesome. I'd like to go ahead and do that. But the idea is that you have the data and you don't think you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Most people forget about overhead, which is a real expense. And you can find that data out before you start. So you go in with your eyes wide open. Uh, it doesn't take that long to do. And a way to reduce the failure rate is by making sure that you're prepared up front. It's the gotchas that get you and you want to make sure you know about as many of those as you can so you don't have surprises. And there are a number of resources uh, other than the interviews that you do with uh, typical businesses to the ones you might be interested in where you can get some of those ratios and, you know, what, what's common. Uh, off the top of your head, Tom, do you know a couple that you might recommend? 
Oh, sure. And, and you have a very good list in uh, the job search of the total system. Um, Standard & Poor's, Dun & Bradstreet, which you can get mo- at most libraries for free. Um, most colleges, if they have a business program, will have these databases in their library. Uh, Merchant Online, and you will be able to use those for free. And they Excellent. will tell you exactly what you can expect. Um, typically, the revenue number is less than people expect, and the expense number is more than people expect. And uh, they go in with their eyes wide open, which is, which is what we want. No, no rose-colored glasses for, the, for this planning phase. Well, when we return from break, we'll explore more from Tom's Lessons for Business Success. So stay with us. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. It's always 5 o'clock somewhere. Thursdays at 5 Eastern Time, be sure to tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel for Cocktails for Everyone with host Catherine Santonship. Catherine will take you behind the scenes of your favorite beer, wine, and spirit brands, the people that create them, and the restaurants that serve them. The program will keep you on the pulse of the beverage industry and may even keep you a step ahead of the bartender. Cocktails for Everyone airs live Thursdays at 5 Eastern Time. That's 2 Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. 
Now, back to the program. Welcome back. And it's Cheryl here with Dr. Tom Anastasi. And we've covered a lot of ground already about being successful as an entrepreneur. And, Tom, you mentioned a number of techniques uh, in the book that helps you step-by-step to plan for a successful business. Uh, And we talked about the importance of interviewing other business people. What are some of the other techniques that you recommend that people um, use in order to um, uh, improve their chances of success? You know, they're the very same techniques that big corporations uh, pay massive amounts of money to consultants um, to do for them, but you can do them on your own. And uh, right on my website, TomAnastasi.com, I've got all the questions, all the templates, um, so it's nice and easy to do. If you believe that Microsoft Excel works, then you can go ahead and just plug your numbers in. Um, one way is called um, a focus group, um, which sounds very scientific, but it's actually pretty straightforward. Um, what you do is you get maybe 12 people um, and you pitch them on your idea. However, the catch is this. You come up with, let's say, three or four ideas other than your own, and you pitch those. And you, that way, when you pitch your idea, you're not going to get people being nice and telling you, oh, it's, it's a great idea. So you're going to come up with fictional ideas, too, that way, when it comes to yours, you're getting honest opinions. Do you ever see on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when someone says, um, um, ask the audience no matter what the question is, the audience almost always gets it right? Well, that's called the wisdom of the group. And you're going to find that if you can pass muster, which means 80% of the people think that your idea is a winner, if you can do that three times with three different groups. Statistically, that is just off the charts good in your favor, and you'll be able to get um, a very good notion about the potential success of your business. Uh, let me give you an example. Is that there was a guy I was working with who invented a machine um, to make ice cream in a new way, and he thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and was ready to risk his house on it. We just did two focus groups, and each time we had about one or two people out of the 12 to 15 that thought it was a good idea. Most people said it takes too long to make the ice cream, it's going to be too expensive, and just hated the idea. We didn't even bother doing the third focus group because he realized that there's just not a market for it. How interesting. And how do you go about setting up your focus groups? You know, lots of different ways. Um, You can go to a lot of trade organizations like the Rotary Club. You can put an ad in the newspaper. You can start off, the easiest thing to do is start off with people you know. uh, Just don't let them know what the idea is. I mean, that's a very good first pass. Um, Or if you go to a college, you can sit there and say, hey, can I have um, 12 to 15 students? A lot of times you go to a marketing professor and say, I would love to do a focus group in your class. Can you give me some class time? And then you will get some either undergraduate business students or MBA students um, to let you know um, what the idea um, is like. If you have a little bit of money and it doesn't take a lot, 
then you can go to people like purchasing agents. If you just offer them maybe $50, now you can pick their brains for a couple hours and they will give you very good information. Now, you're paying them $50, you get eight people, that's $400. Now we're talking about some serious money, but that is money extremely well spent because you are going to get the absolute nitty-gritty, down-and-dirty details that you need. And, by the way, if the winner is an, uh, if your idea is a winner, then you'll also have some purchasing agents who you know by their first name and have their phone number, and that can't be a bad thing. Lots of some great ideas. And uh, once you are convinced then that you have a, a, a service or a product that's really going to be marketable, what do you recommend for the next step in terms of developing that business plan? The number one thing is to get real data. Most uh, books on entrepreneurship just drive me nuts because I teach entrepreneurship and I'm, I'm always looking for books because most business plans aren't worth the paper they're written on because people just make up numbers. And one of the things that you'll do is the best, worst, and predicted case scenarios. Now, my students at Boston University work in banking, and they kind of told me the dirty secret about banking is that when you do your best, worst, and predicted case, they completely ignore the best case because they know that's not going to happen. And what happens about 60 to 75% of the time, even more, is that most people are going to be at a fraction of their worst case. And it's actually at about 60% of their worst case. So if you thought that you would do um, 300,000 would be your best case and 200,000 is your predicted and 80,000 is your absolute worst case that could never possibly happen, what will happen in reality is that you'll probably, probably be doing about 50,000. And bankers know that, which is why money's so difficult to get. So talk to business owners. Do your focus groups. Um, look at all the data that's available online. And if you have to pay for some data, that's money extremely well spent. And really understand what you're uh, up against, and that's going to help you not become a statistic. Tom, a question I have is, um, and again, these are many of the questions that our uh, people I talk to ask are, they're just so frustrated in many cases with uh, what's going on in our country. I mean, they're, they're frustrated with the politics and the fact that they can't get loans and everything seems to be working against them. And then they look at the Chinese market or the Indian market or Shanghai or some of the countries or cities that are just going bonkers, and they're saying, well, why can't I just go over there and, and be a successful entrepreneur? Share with our listeners your thoughts on that, please. Um, I know in the Chinese market, you still have to have a partner. Now, I don't think there's any law written that you have to have a partner, um, but as a practical matter, if you just go over to China and start a business, it's not going to work because people aren't going to be doing business with you. It's going to be very difficult to find suppliers and certainly very difficult to find customers. So what you need to do is find a Chinese partner and work with them. 
and it's also a, it's a very, very different system. And I've heard a lot of horror stories uh, about um, just working through the bureaucracy. You think the bureaucracy in the, in the United States is bad. Um, just go over to China. Uh, but that being said, it's still, as you said, an amazing growth opportunity, um, and it just takes even more planning because you've got the international risk, you've got the currency risk, there's other things you can do. Uh, India still tends to be somewhat of a closed market, a closed economy. That's much more difficult to get in. Uh, but again, with a partner and with some knowledge of how those countries work, um, you can do it. So I know the that research that an individual would do would be what? If you could kind of walk them through a couple steps, you know, where would they begin and, and maybe two or three steps after that? Sure. Uh, the first thing you would do is um, go to places like the Wall Street Journal and find out how people are doing business in those countries. The last thing you want to do is learn by trial and error. Um, there's a lot of trade organizations for people who work um, with international companies. And then find people who work with international companies and find out how are they doing it. So you don't want to reinvent the wheel every time. You want to replicate strategies that you know are successful. I think, too, that uh, it, that may be a strategy for someone who already has the successful business rather than somebody who's brand new with a product or service. Well, uh, Tom, in regard to the capital markets, we talked earlier about how tough they are to tap. What, what do you feel are the best ways to acquire capital for those that might require some starting startup capital? Sure. Um, we're in a very tough macroeconomic uh, time right now as far as access private capital. It's just very difficult. Every small business owner I've talked to has told me the same thing. Um, if you have good collateral, um, and good collateral are things like real estate, they're things like vehicles, these are things that banks can take and sell off quickly if someone doesn't make the payments. However, the problem is, is that most people do not have good collateral. Um, that is from a banker's viewpoint. So, or there just isn't money available. Um, now, that's been um, true for a while, but it's even more true now. One technique that's been very successful is to get a little bit of money from a lot of people. If you need $50,000 to start your business, it's going to be very difficult to do that right now, um, especially if you are not going to be putting up personal assets, and for most people, the $50,000 personal asset would be equity in their house. And so, however, if you sit there and say, okay, I'm going to give you a small ownership stake for $500, and this could bring big dividends to you. This is different from a loan. They now have a, a capital ownership in the business. They have an ownership stake in the business. And you could find it much easier to get um, $500 from 100 different people than $50,000 from one source. Because well, we're going to, Tom, we're going to need to take do. a little break here. But when we get back, we'll look at more insights on entrepreneurial opportunities. So stay tuned.
news, opinion, can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Core Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here with Dr. Tom Anastasi, and we've been talking about uh, the successful entrepreneur, American Dream Done Right. And in the last segment, uh, Tom, you were sharing some of the possible uh, sources of capital, and you mentioned one of collecting a little bit of money from lots of people. What is the legal um, uh, structure that you would need to do something like that? Well, that's really for uh, an attorney to, to deal with based on someone's own situation. But you could either work with an S corporation or you could work as a limited partnership, and there's a lot of ways of, of dealing with that legally um, because you want to make sure that you still own the business. Um, and the investors are going to want to make sure that if you do become the next Microsoft, that they get their massive amount of, of money back for their investment. And uh, in uh, certain, you know, regulations around investors, is there a certain dollar amount where, you know, it gets too complicated, where you're actually investing more just to put a structure around it, um, you know, to create that kind of an, uh, starting capital? Yeah, it's around a quarter million dollars that things start getting very, very expensive, and you don't want to become a public company um, right off the bat for the vast majority of people because if you become a public company, I mean, there is, uh, we're talking tens, many tens of thousands of dollars to get that going. 
Now, if you have that and you've got the next greatest thing, you know, go for it. But now we're talking about spending forty, fifty, sixty thousand um, dollars, or even up to a hundred thousand dollars if you're going to do an initial public offering. So you want to stay away from that. But if you um, stay as a private concern, um, then it's very reasonable, and, and attorneys can definitely deal with that whole um, the whole complex taxes and regulations part and especially because it's different for every state. Well, one of the things I liked about your book, uh, Tom, is that in addition to some of these upfront considerations, you went through a number of sections on once you've got the business up, once it's proven viable, you've got the model proven, and you begin to grow it, you have uh, some excellent information, for instance, about hiring employees, your section on human resources uh, is very practical. We We work a lot with um, organizations and our corporate business and human resources and talent management are a big part of what we do. So I was very impressed the way you kind of laid out a game plan for hiring. Can you share just a couple of ideas once you get the hiring stage of what you need to look out for? Right. If you own the business, then every dollar you pay in salary is a dollar that's not in your checking account. But that's very important because if you don't hire people, then you're going to find out that you don't have a life outside of running the business. And the business can also never grow beyond the amount of hours that you're able to put in. Um, I love the job search advice in um, Job Search the Total System. And as an entrepreneur, you're taking a look at that from the other direction because now you're asking people the questions and you're the one that's has to make the decision on who to hire. Um, when it comes down to salary, re- remember that if you pay someone too much, that's money you're leaving on the table. And if you don't pay them enough, they're going to be demotivated. Um, they're going to leave, um, and, and you don't want that either. So essentially, payment is a form of um, of supply and demand. Now. Entrepreneurs, when they first start, are not going to be able to pay the big bucks. But one of the things I like about in your book is that you talk about other compensation. And quality of life is definitely something that you can give people. You're not going to be able to pay the big bucks. You may not even be able to pay that many benefits. But you can give people an ownership stake in the company. You can give people vacation days. You can give people um, the work itself can be very, very interesting to people. So there's a lot of intangibles that you can offer. And the biggest thing is be upfront and honest. Tell people, you know, this is what we're going for. If we're successful, you're going to be successful. Um, And hire people from within at the very beginning because if someone sits there and puts their dues in, and then two, in two years when the business is thriving and you hire an outside person to be, let's say, the sales manager, they're going to be kind of miffed about that. So you want to make sure that it's a great place to work. Well, I think that that's a really excellent point, that as you grow a business, the needs become different. And so you have to be realistic about your own strengths and take a role on that you're going to be most successful on. And then as you bring employees in or contract workers, as the case might be, 
that they're an appropriate fit, that their strengths really match the needs that you have. And one of the ways, uh, Tom, that we do that um, for our corporate clients is we have an assessment process to ensure that there's an effective match Mm -hmm. um, from a behavioral perspective. And, in fact, I appreciate your mentioning the total system for those that are going to be hiring because in our interview chapter we have the 100 tough questions. Well, you can look at those from the other side of the of the desk, the the hiring manager, and be sure that your questions are are the right questions for hiring the right person. And many of the uh, behavioral questions really help to to get at that. Uh, so we appreciate your offering uh, such practical advice throughout the successful entrepreneur uh, to help people as they plan their company and grow their company. And I do highly recommend those that are considering. Uh, entrepreneurship that they take a look at the successful entrepreneur. Well, Tom, most of the jobs um, that are being created, uh, we hear time and time again, are because of the entrepreneur engine in our country. What are your thoughts on ensuring that the American dream remains alive and well in uh, in our country? I think people just have to believe in themselves, and they have to realize that owning their own business is, yeah, it's tough, and yes, people make a little bit less than than they would as an employee, and they probably work more hours than they would as an employee, but they're smiling most of the time. It's still one of the most rewarding things people can do is to be their own boss and start something from nothing and have it grow and, and, and flourish. Well, and I think that is the real key is that they, that they are passionate about it, either the product or the service or the people that they're going to serve, and that it's something that they really love to do. And that's when, it, you know, all those extra hours you put in become rewarding because they don't really feel like work. They're something that you enjoy doing. Well, just in summary, uh, Tom, tell us where uh, folks can get a hold of the successful entrepreneur and any other advice that you'd like to uh, leave for our listeners today. Sure, uh, Amazon.com and GlenBridgePublishing.com. Uh, they can get copies of the book. And uh, the only advice I can give is if you've ever thought about starting a business, plan for it. Um, really think about it as a, as a, from a business viewpoint and get away from the emotional aspect of it and really make sure that it's something that's right and if you just spend a little bit of time up front, uh, you'll have the ride of your life um, as a business owner. Well, excellent advice. And remember, too, to check out our seven free videos that will help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life, not only for as an employee, but also for the entrepreneurship approach, if you're considering that. To access these videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for being with us today and for some great advice. Uh, We appreciate your being here. We have another great show for you next week, so be sure to join us next week. And Ken? Tom, thank you so much for being with us, buddy. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great day. All right. You take care now. Bye-bye. Hold on, Tom. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.